0: Welcome to the weekend edition of Minnesota Sports Talk. I am your host David Shelsky, and you can follow me on Twitter at Skull World and at MN Sports Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about offensive coordinator for the the Los Angeles Rams, Kevin O'Connell. He's 36 years old. Now, he has been a candidate for the Texans. He's interviewed with them, and it in reports say he's a finalist for the Broncos' job. They interviewed as many um, or just as many coaches as the Vikings have, roughly nine. In 2019, he was also given the consideration for head coaching that ultimately went to Ron Rivera uh, in an internal hire. Now, I'd like to discuss you know, him as a person where he's from before we get into his coaching experience Early years, O'Connell was the son of a former FBI agent. He spent his childhood years in Carlsbad, California, where he attended La Costa Canyon High School. So you can look him up there. At La Costa Canyon, O'Connell lettered in both football and basketball. In football as a junior, he passed for 980 yards and seven touchdowns. As a senior, he was named to the team's most valuable player and selected to all league, all North County, all San Diego teams in basketball. He was a two-year letterman and a teammate of Arizona standout Chase Buttinger. O'Connell graduated from Acosta County in 2003. In college, O'Connell graduated from San Diego State University in December 2007 with a degree in political science. At SDSU, where he was a four-year team captain, he started 21 games, the sixth most among SDSU quarterbacks, and ranked first in school history and career rushing yards and second in career rushing touchdowns among quarterbacks. In 2007, he led the team in rushing yards, passing. He ranked 10th in yardage, 8th in attempts, and 7th in completions for San Diego. Uh, He played in the 2008 Hula Bowl and the 2008 East-West Shrine game. Now, at the 2008 NFL Combine, O'Connell ran a 40-yard dash in 4.61 seconds. Only University of San Diego quarterback Josh Johnson had a faster time, so that caused some buzz. He had the second fastest forty time of quarterbacks. He was mobile in college, mobile in in high school, uh, led to him being drafted pretty high by the uh, New England Patriots. He with the third pick, ninety fourth all overall in the third round, the two thousand eighth. NFL draft. O'Connell rushed for a touchdown in the 2008 preseason against the new New York Giants in the fourth quarter in a game that Patriots eventually lost 19 to 14. He made his NFL NFL debut on September 21st, 2008 in the fourth quarter against Miami Dolphins, throwing his first four career passes and completing three. O'Connell was weighed by the Patriots on August 30th, 2009. Two days after a preseason game in which starting quarterback Tom Brady was injured, and in the the second half, O'Connell threw two interceptions and only threw three completions on ten attempts. The Patriots gave no explanation for releasing O'Connell, who was in competition with... (laughs) Sorry, still recovering from COVID. Uh, Might cough a little bit during and take a few drinking breaks during this podcast. Um, Who was in competition with veteran quarterback Andrew Walter. Signed after his release from the Oakland Raiders and undrafted free agent, rookie Brian Hoyer at Michigan State. So, Andrew Walter, signed from Oakland Raiders, Brian Hoyer from Michigan State. For the Patriots, I uh, uh, two games played, four for six, 23 yards, 73.6 QB rating in regular season play. Only Those are the only recorded stats of his uh, career. O'Connell was claimed off of waivers by the Detroit Lions on September 1st, 2009. The Lions were able to trade O'Connell, amazing, to the New York Jets for a 7th round 2011 draft pick. So it wasn't even the same year draft pick, it was the following year on September 6, 2009. He was named a team captain for the September 20 game against the New England Patriots. I have no idea why, I don't know the context behind it. But someone thought high enough of him to name him team captain, even though he has never thrown a pass after he was, you know. Well, that was for the New England Patriots, so who knows what. And August 31st, oh, it was against the New England Patriots. It was probably because, I guess it was probably because he was uh, facing the New England Patriots. And uh, it was his former team he was drafted by, so they said, hey, we'll make you a team captain. It's funny to like a player so much that, hey, you were facing... Even though you're not going to play in this game, even though, you know, we, we like you so much that we're going to make you team captain today, even though you won't be on the field. It would be nice if they put him um, put on like the kickoff return team. On August 31st, 2010, New York would release O'Connell following his departure. O'Connell found that he had torn a labrum, torn labrum in his throwing arm, an injury sustained during preseason. The injury required surgery. That seems to be a lot of cases of the OCs that I'm talking about. They're former quarterbacks. They seem to end their career somehow. Following the release, the New, York Jets re-signed, the New York Jets re-signed O'Connell to a two-year deal. He had been placed on the injured reserve list. He was later released again July 29, 2011. On In August 2011, O'Connell signed with the Miami Dolphins, but was, was weighed by September. O'Connell was signed to the San Diego Chargers on July 29, 2019, to serve as an emergency backup in the Chargers' practices with Charlie Whitehurst suffering an injury and Kyle Bowler announcing the retirement for the league. He was released in August 2012. This is similar to what we did with Sloter uh, this year with the COVID protocol. We uh, brought him back and released him as soon as the game was over. As a coach... Uh, 2015 Cleveland Brown's quarterbacks coach, 2016 San Francisco 49ers special projects. Hey, that's uh, sounds familiar. Kwesi uh, Kwee- Odolffo Mensa was part of that group. 2017 Washington football team quarterbacks coach. 2018 Washington football team quarterbacks coach passing game coordinator. Moving up the ranks, 2019, Washington football team offensive coordinator. Now, he was up for the head coaching job, as I said, in Washington. Um, Just internal consideration, but it went to Ron Rivera. 2020-2021, Los Angeles Rams offensive coordinator. That is his current position. Now, Sean the head coach and and. Although I did see some article saying that Sean McVay or that Kevin O'Connell has a lot to do with uh game day, you know, play calling. It I don't see any more evidence of that. I did talk about that in a previous podcast. It looks like Sean McVay calls the plays, but after making um Kevin the offensive coordinator, things improved quite a bit. Um and it looks really good. Matthew Stafford's having a great year. Their offense is clicking. You're seeing it in the playoffs. I talked about his success. Now, depend on if the Rams do good I'll, this weekend, I'll probably do a follow-up on how he's doing as a coach. Same way with D'Amico Ryans and others. His hometown, uh, he was born in Knoxville, Tennessee. O'Connell attended high school at La Costa Canyon, Carlsbad, California, as I said before. Now, Jeremy Fowler, ESPN senior NFL reporter, tweeted out the other day, Rams O.C. Kevin O'Connell is a name to watch in the Viking search. He was on Quasi, or Quasi Adolfo Mensa's list of intriguing candidates during the GM interviews. This is another one that was brought in late, much like D'Amico Ryan's. And he acquitted himself well in a Zoom call with the team, he says. Now, this is really similar what I've been talking about D'Amico Ryans. This is kind of confirming what I was saying about D'Amico Ryans is that he was brought in after interviewing Quasey. Quasey appears to say that he was curious about Kevin O'Connell. And what do you know? Vikings interviewed Kevin O'Connell on a Zoom call and apparently really impressed. So... Vikings. I I said one of my first podcasts about the coaching and uh, GM hires is interview as many as possible. You'll find like this that these coaches will mention other coaches or GMs will mention coaches they're interested in, and it'll spur interest. And it's someone you can bring in, and maybe maybe be a guy you bring in down the road. Especially say if they do get a head jo- coaching job. Don't pan out, but still are a great offensive or a great defensive coordinator. You could bring them back to be your off OC or your DC in the future, because you were you were impressed by them in a, your head coaching interview in in previous years. So this is just cataloging. Honestly, this is great. I love it. I love the fact that we we uh, we scoured the coaching market and we took advantage of asking these GMs the job. This is probably why Polls and Mensa were were finalists, is because they talked about who they thought was going to be a good coach and who they would interview, and I believe that's probably why um, they brought them in, um, or as a finalist or tried to. At least Polls didn't make it; he signed with the Bears. Now, Greg Beachum with the Associated Press was reported this. He's got his uh, finger on the pulse of the Rams. The thing about Kevin O'Connell is he's been at the controls of the Rams offense in almost every way, except actually calling the plays for two years, which makes him the guy who's seen what Sean McVay does and what makes the Rams so successful over the last five years. And there's only a handful of guys in the world who can say that, three of their assistants who can say that, are currently head coaches of other of their own teams, and two are still in the playoffs along with Sean McVay. So the pedigree is impeccable. There's no doubt that Kevin is the next guy in that lineage. Now, there's a lot to say about Kevin O'Connell, um, where he's been, who he's learned from, organizations he's played, uh, he's coached for. There's no doubt that uh, the the Rams in San Francisco probably stand out the most uh, for success. Sean McVay, McVay uh, being uh, probably the the, you know, the best example of who he's learned from. Sean McVay's a good coach, and he picked Kevin O'Connell to lead his offense, even though McVay calls the plays. Um I just I saw reports that McV- um, Sean McVeigh uh, was giving up a lot of those duties to Kevin O'Connell, but I think they were just mistaken in their reporting. So I apologize for that. Um, I can st- I stand corrected, but it looks like he's heavily involved in the offensive, you know, day to day operations of the team as an offensive coordinator should be. Uh, he looks like he'd be a good hire He carries himself as a head coach He was a former player Offensive minded The Vikings fans won an offensive minded coach This is the guy that's you know, Outside of Nathaniel Hackett is, And um, Kellen Moore This is probably the guy that stands out uh, As a potential hire I think we've shied away from Kellen Moore And Nathaniel Hackett Got his job so, let's see this weekend. Let's see how the teams do. I want to see D'Amico Ryans. I want to see in the San Francisco 49ers. I want to see Kevin O'Connell and the the Rams. See how they perform. I think we'll get a better picture after this. They'll come in for their second interview. It looks like probably the day after the the game or the night of the or whenever the game is over. It could happen. We did that with D'Amico Ryans um, as soon as... uh. As soon as the they beat this, um, as soon as they beat the Packers, they they had him on a a call and were interviewing him. He impressed. Now he he's being told that he's. It sounds like he's a front runner. And O'Connell impressed. It appears it's uh, Kwasi was the one that suggested him to the Vikings. So hey, this may be the for those who wanted offensive coordinator and still do. As a head coach for the Vikings, this may be your guy. Because the other guys that are being talked about, uh, like the Giants defensive coordinator, um, probably not impressing you. I think if we do hire a DC, I'd, I'd say D'Amico Rines is the guy. He's just reminds me of Mike Tomlin. Now, Kevin O'Connell, offensive coordinator of the Rams, is up for the job, like it or leave it. I appreciate talking to you today. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for helping me start my podcast career. I had a banner week last week. I love it. Thank you so much. For all the fan clubs that are listening to me out there, I appreciate you. Uh, thank you, and I hope I hope to uh, entertain you over these next years. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you, and have a great day.